Want to go on a road trip? Then hitch a ride with Hayley. So would you go with me? Fridays, 10 a.m. on Line Dancer Radio. Hello and good morning. Welcome to Hitch a Ride with Haley. My name's Haley Wheatley and I'm going to take you around the world with me today. First up, our first track for today. This is a brand new dance called Bottom of the Ocean. Hello glass house on the corner of my street. Dirty laundry out for everyone to see. You're a middle-aged mean girl. Throwing stones in that old Walmart lawn chair High and mighty throne Well I'd give you grace But why even bother Cause after all bottom of the ocean that is a brand new one choreographed by diana dawson i wanted to start off with that one today where better to start on a journey than the bottom of the ocean because after that the only way is up and boy do we have some traveling for you today i do love that new one uh, the song is brandy clark and she sings long walk what a great dance well done diana on that one and before we begin today I just want to take a moment to ask how are you how are you everybody in the UK here we are in week 12 of our lockdown situation or at least week 12 since our Prime Minister recommended we should really stay home if we can and it's been a long and a quick 12 weeks I know my routine has changed um, I've been baking a lot I have a Kinder Bueno cheesecake sitting in the fridge for me after I 
I've finished my show today and my daily yoga sessions have turned into weekly yoga sessions. I just did not want to get out of bed this morning. Uh, but how are you doing, guys? If you're in the chat room today, please let me know how this situation is for you. Are you back at classes yet? Are you desperate to get back or have you lost your motivation? I'd love to hear your side of the story. And today I'm going to whisk you over to Canada to start. Uh, this is going to be specifically a ride into Ontario in Canada. This is the only province I have ever lived in myself. So it is one of my favorites. Firstly, I'm going to check into the chat room and see who's joining us today. Phoenix is saying morning Haley, out and about with friends for a fi Friday evening. So we'll catch up later. Of course, it's Friday there. Well, we'll miss you in the chat room today, Phoenix. And uh, lovely Carolyn is about too. Good morning, Haley and all. Here for the first hour, she has a school assembly at 11. I can relate to that. I was in those shoes yesterday. And Jim, good morning all. Listening in from my couch in the US. Can someone point me to the breakfast buffet? Well, we're in Canada this morning, so how about a Tim Hortons for breakfast? How does that sound? And Jenny Bradshaw, our own DJ. Good morning, Haley, and everyone. Joe Kinser is also saying good morning, and Ross Brown is saying good morning at listeners, Haley and listeners, me too. And David Thomas, lovely to see you in the house this morning. He is saying good morning. Well, welcome to Canada, everybody. We're visiting Ontario. This is the second largest Canada after Quebec. It is our first stop as you hitch a ride with me this morning. And of course, Ontario is the home to Shania Twain. And uh, it's so easy to play a lot of her tracks. But today I'm going to focus on the choreographers from Ontario. So first of all, I had to dip in and play one by my dear friend Rhoda Lai first of all. This is a, a relatively new one. It's from March this year and it's called Sunshine and Moonlight. sunshine you are my moonlight you are my angel you make me feel alright when I am lonely you come and hold me you're like the rainbow colorful reasons why I love you I, 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 I,
Just in case I don't tell you enough Just in case I don't show you enough The songs to let you know how much I love you The things of this world will fade But my love for you Will forever remain Sunshine and Moonlight choreographed by the lovely Rhoda Lai. I only met Rhoda actually for the very first time last year but we hit it off immediately. She is such an amazing lady. I love her to bits. So I had to start with a Rhoda dance first off this morning and we have more of you checking into the chat room it's so lovely to see and Kristen Sandberg welcome she says morning Haley. and I was asking you how life is going at the moment in your current situation because I'd love to hear how you guys are dealing with life in lockdown or getting back to normal and uh, Anne Kristen is saying life is going well here still some rules to follow but getting used to it now. And uh, Carolyn has shared a little gif of a Tim Hortons coffee in the chat room. Tim Hortons is specifically kind of a Canadian brand. I must ask, as a Canadian, Carolyn, do you miss Tim Hortons living in the UK? Uh, I always usually bring a, a casket of, um, of coffee back with me if I do travel there. I do enjoy it. And uh, David is saying, I like this track. That's Sunshine and Moonlight. It's great, huh? And Daniel Dykmans is in the house saying good morning Haley and everyone lovely to see you guys checking in this morning we are just traveling to Ontario on our ride today um, it is the home to Shania Twain I did play a few of hers when we were in Canada a few weeks ago so I'm focusing on the choreographers today but there are a lot of different rules in Ontario and I found a little rule when searching some facts it's not illegal in Ontario for women to be topless in public so there you go you may see some topless people on the streets of Toronto I'm not sure I never saw any myself um, citizens of Ontario can pay the highest rate for electricity in all of North America this really surprised me they're so close to Niagara Falls uh, well Niagara Falls is in a part in Ontario and uh, they work on hydroelectricity so you'd expect it to be cheap but I'm gonna come back to Niagara Falls I'd love to know if anyone's ever been there but here's another little fact there's a town in Ontario called Swastika there have been several attempts to change the name but the town fights back saying to hell with Hitler we had the swastika first and the largest nuclear power plant in the world is in Ontario Canada and that their security force has won the US national SWAT championship four times and the city of Kitchener in Ontario Canada with only around 200,000 people is home to the largest Oktoberfest celebration outside of Germany. Some interesting things about Ontario and of course the capital of Canada itself is Ottawa 
and that is in Ontario so it is quite a popular province um, my niece actually went to university in Ottawa and I am going to focus a bit more on another choreographer and again we're heading to Toronto at the moment uh, Rhoda is from Toronto and this lady Regina Chung is too and one of her recent ones I really love it it's called Baby I Love You and I'm going to play you this one next Standing here in an empty room, I saw you there and my blood ran cold Take me back to the long September, don't know how I ever let you go I was young, didn't know about love, you were wild, couldn't get enough Gave my heart to another lover, don't know how I ever let you go Find me, none other place and time If only, if only you were mine But I
there we have it. Baby, I Love You. The track was Clean Bandit singing Baby. And it was choreographed by Regina Chung from Ontario, Canada. She is in Toronto. So we are just dipping down in Canada today. So how are we doing, eh? How is everybody today? And uh, we were just talking a little about, bit about Tim Hortons. It was something when I moved back to the UK from Canada. Uh, I lived over in Canada for just over a year and I really miss Tim Hortons. But I also really miss Taco Bell and Subway. We're going back such a long time now since I lived there when I was 18, 19, that um, they didn't have those things in the UK then. Nope, no Subway and no Taco Bell. And they just kind of arrived when I came back. And uh, Ross Brown is letting me know that there is a Tim Hortons in Leicester. That's really exciting if anyone wants to head there. Um, I think my niece actually, now I think of it, says that she's been to one near her in West Yorkshire too. And Carolyn Jurek is saying there are 20 plus Tim Hortons in the UK, but much to our dismay, there are none in or near London. So it's a bit of a trek if you're wanting to try some Tim Hortons. I, I'm a Starbucks fan, so that gets me by quite happily. And uh, I'm just wanting to say hi to Judith Todd in the house. It's so lovely to see her. Good morning. Nice music to cheer us up on this awful rainy day. And it is awful and rainy up in Hartlepool where I am. And I'm just asking how everyone is doing this morning. How are we doing with the situation a few weeks on? Are we getting back to normal? Or are we feeling frustrated? Or is there anything that will change in your life after being in lockdown? any permanent changes and uh, we have just played a couple of tracks by uh, some wonderful Canadian choreographers and uh, the first one today was by Rhoda Lai and Sarah Jalkinen is saying hey Haley, I remembered to tune in again I'm so glad you did Sarah it's so lovely to see you and she says I love Rhoda too she was supposed to come to our summer camp this year but of course it got cancelled I'm so sorry to hear that Sarah that would have been so amazing and so lovely to see Joan Ord too in the house good morning she says good morning to you too sweetie and um, Jim's saying I've heard of Rhoda Lie <laughs> yes we know you have Jim we know you have so uh, we're just dipping down if you have any Canadian stories to tell me or if you would like to indeed go there it seems to be a place um, Canada that my family have a big connection with as I've been studying my family history I've discovered a lot of them over the years have emigrated to Canada so it must be something within my blood because of course my brother and sister emigrated too um, Wonderful place though, wonderful place and I'm going to pick up a little song next which is an Ontario collaboration. It's choreographed by a few different Canadian choreographers. It's called Lean On Me and it's choreographed by Tammy Wyatt, Vivian Scott, Chantel Richards and Rachel Bazoon. And uh, this one is a little mix-up of all these choreographers' best bits put together. Have a listen and let me know what you think. Yeah, we are wise 
Online Dancer Radio. Thursdays, 10 p.m. to midnight. For songs to dance to, spotlight features, and the U.S. country charts. Yes, don't forget that on a Thursday night. And that last track I played was called Lean On Me, very appropriate for these lockdown times. And it's one of Vivian Scott's, we know Vivian in Canada, and choreographed with fellow Canadians Tammy Wyatt, Chantelle Richards, and Rachel Bazuin. And uh, we are in Canada. How are we doing? Welcome to Canada. I'm asking about anybody in the house who has ever been to Canada in our chat room. And David Thomas says, I family in Canada, yet to visit but on the list, do go, David. You will love it. And Leslie Kidd is also checking in this morning. She's tuned in while working. So hello, Leslie. I hope you're well. And we are just looking at Ontario specifically today. We have amazing choreographers that come from Ontario itself. And uh, Polar Bear Provincial Park is the largest park in Ontario. Here's one of these little facts again. It has no visitor facilities. It is reachable only by air and special permission is required before visiting it. Several hundred polar bears migrate through the area. Wow. I, polar bears scare me a little bit because they're the only animal that actually hunts humans. Um, that actually goes out to, to get them. The city of Hamilton, Ontario is the waterfall capital of the world, home to over 100 waterfalls. I did not know that, but I love Hamilton. I have lovely memories of visiting there. And the city of Timmins, Ontario, built a museum about country music singer Shania Twain. It's where she's from. It brought in so few visitors, though, that the city lost around $34 per visitor just to keep it running, with even the yearly fan conventions never getting more than a hundred guests. It stayed open for 12 years and then sadly closed. Oh, that is such a shame. I would totally go to that museum if I was there. It sounds awesome. Um, we, uh, we have such, such great choreographers in that area and such great things to see or do. So if you uh, are heading out to Canada 
anytime soon after lockdown is over head to Ontario and see some of the sites there one of the best ones of all of course is Niagara Falls and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a bit but we have headed into Toronto which is the capital of Ontario the capital of Canada is actually Ottawa and that is in Ontario too and we have some lovely choreographers from there we've talked about uh, Rhoda Lai and Regina Chung, Vivian Scott and others and I'm going to head you just a little bit down the way not far at all to London Ontario and you have dancing Debbie there Debbie O'Hara who you will know her name for easy come easy go fame among a few others but I want to play you one of hers it's just an easy one that I was teaching just before we fell into lockdown and of course I love this one it's a Disney connection one um, see what you think of this one it is called friend like me Ammunition for your camp. You got to punch. Yahoo! And how? All you gotta do is rub that leg. And I'll say, Mr. Aladdin, sir, what will your pleasure be? Let me take your order, put it down. You ain't never had a friend like me. Hey, hey, hey. Life is your restaurant, and I'm your maitre d. Come on, whisper what it is you want. You ain't never had a friend like me. Yes, sir, we pride ourselves on service. Like Me choreographed by Deborah O'Hara. Check that one out. It is a really cool little dance. You'd love it. Um, and I'm just checking in. Jim is saying about his funny, funniest story about Canada is when he was in uni and crossing the border, he didn't fully understand the conversion rate when they stopped for pizza at a small restaurant. He says, we left a tip and we figured it out later and we probably helped make his rent for the year. Wow. <laughs> I bet he was glad he got your table that night. And of course, very, very famous in Ontario is Niagara Falls. It is known as an ideal honeymoon destination. I've been very, very lucky. I've been to Niagara Falls, three Ontario, 
part in New York State. It's comprised of three waterfalls, the American Falls, the Horseshoe Falls and the Bridal Veil Falls and is estimated to be 14,000 years old. And I have to tell you that not many animals are harmed in the making of Niagara Falls. 90% of the fish that plummet down the falls survive the fall. And uh, a lot of people as well have plummeted those falls. If you've heard of Niagara Falls, you may have heard of the Barrel Brigade. These are a group of daredevils firmly entrenched in North American folklore now. They are men and women who have made the headlines by doing an act most inconceivable, choosing to take a ride over the Canadian Horseshoe Falls. And sometimes they do it with only inches of wood or metal as protection from the pounding rush of thousands of gallons of water. Interesting. Lee, these adventurers, crazy as they may seem, have chosen not to brave the American Falls, where less flowing water and more jutting rocks do make the descent more dangerous. And the first woman to ever go over Niagara Falls in a barrel was a lady called Annie Edson Taylor. Taylor was a poor widow when she arrived in Niagara Falls in 1901. The 63-year-old, although she said she was 42 at the time, saw the stunt as a way to make money. After hiring a manager, she braved the falls on October the 24th, 1901, in a barrel that she designed herself. She survived, but the heroine of the Horseshoe Falls, as she was known, didn't end up with the financial windfall she expected. She worked as a Niagara street vendor for 20 years until she died penniless. And uh, the average household would need roughly 7.5 years to use the amount of water that flows over Niagara Falls every second. That's another little fact there to show you just how much water there is there. The average household would need 7.5 years. That's a long time. And uh, one of the most amazing attractions there, if you're heading out there, is the Maid of the Mist. This is a little boat that navigates through the mist that is created from the falls. It made its first voyage in 1846 and it's the oldest tourist attraction in North America. That's really interesting. I, I love the Maid of the Mist. I, I've been lucky again to do that twice. Um, and I remember just getting really quite wet, actually. But it was great fun. It was amazing. We have been in Ontario. We've been enjoying it. We've played a lot of uh, dancers from our Ontario choreographers. And the last one was a little dance choreographed by Debbie O'Hara, who is in London, Ontario. And I, I played it and uh, Jim was saying in the chat room, can you believe, Ross, a Disney song? <laughs> and Ross says, it only took 25 minutes to get one in. I'm going to throw you another fact right now, just while we're on the subject of Disney. A portion of Pirates of the Caribbean was filmed at Niagara Falls. There we go. I'm throwing that in there. And then I'll then I'll shush. And uh, David Thomas says I like it. He's really enjoying that track. It's a cool one, eh? And uh, Carolyn is saying our Ontario cottage. Really hoping we can visit this year. Still not sure if we will be allowed. If you are in the chat room, look at that picture that Carolyn has shared. Oh my goodness, it looks so beautiful. Um, great picture. Thank you for sharing that, Carolyn. 
And as with Jim's story, I really love to hear your own experiences if you've headed there or know anyone who has or any of these stories you want to share please do. Jim is saying, I love all the devices they show at the museum of what people used to go to, uh, used to go over the falls. Yeah, it's crazy. It is actual craziness that they attempted to do it. And uh, Joan Ord is checking in saying, loving your show, Hayley. Well, thank you, Joan. I love having you listen in. So the feeling is mutual. And of course, one famous Canadian choreographer that we sometimes forget is Canadian because he has lived in the UK for such a long time but he is also from London Ontario is of course the fabulous Peter Mitelnik and uh, he lives now over here with Alison Biggs and they have just choreographed a dance with um, it was the LDF prize to choreograph with some known choreographers and winning that prize was the girls there were Emma Carroll and Melanie Dale now I actually know Melanie and Emma personally because they live up in the north of England near me and they are beautiful beautiful girls they are such nice people so I was really pleased to see this collaboration come together because um, you have such talent in that foursome with Peter Allison Emma and Melanie so I'm gonna play you this song next it is one called this is love that's the name of the dance and the track is love by Westlife <laughs> Have you ever felt wonder, like thunder, when it knocks you on the floor? Whoa! And you can't explain the feeling that you're feeling that you never felt before. No! And sometimes it's so painful, but you can't walk away from when it's worth giving all you got. That's how you know this is love. Hello.
Time to go around the world with Ross Brown. Join Ross on his travels Wednesday, 12 p.m. here on Line Dancer Radio. And there we go. That last one was a dance called This Is Love and it was a collaboration with Peter Metelnik, Alison Biggs, Melanie Dale and Emma Carroll. And I was chatting a little bit to Melanie while this dance was coming together. And of course, I asked what music she was choreographing to and I should have known because uh, if anybody has met Melanie, they will know that she's a huge Westlife fan. She is uh, Shane Phelan's part-time girlfriend to be uh, exact. And um, of course the girls want to attribute a big thanks to Carmel Plumley, who actually won this prize and donated it to her dancing daughters because she felt they could really do something magical together. And this dance was the product of that and it was, it is, it is magical, it is brilliant. And uh, I'm just checking in as well, of course, Carolyn is saying go Emma and Melanie. And Sandra Douglas is in the house listening, she says getting my quiz questions again and we have some joiners from Canada so they will probably know these answers oh it's lovely to see you Sandra always a pleasure to have you listening and if I can help out with that I am very pleased to do so of course I'm going to talk a little bit more about Peter and Alison now uh, we mentioned Peter comes from Canada from Ontario specifically and uh, now he lives in the UK with Alison so I'm going to bring you back over to the UK with me now so fasten your seatbelts and hitch a ride last year I was lucky enough to teach at one of Peter and Alison's events for the very first time and of course I was very honored when Alison contacted me and invited me to teach there um, and very nervous actually but it was a wonderful wonderful event and it was in South Sea in Portsmouth in Hampshire so this is where I'm going to bring you to just to relive a little bit of a magical event with me uh, I went to South Sea I traveled all the way north to south uh, my mum came with me it was a very long drive but it was really worth it this event was put on by Peter and Alison and I was teaching there along with with Kim Ray and uh, it was such a great weekend and I got to meet JD properly as well which is uh, Alison and Peter's little dog and he is gorgeous and uh, Alison introduced me to the 10th hole tea rooms which is where they have the most exquisite cake but we were so full after lunch we had to share a piece of cake Uh, it was just a great place and a great weekend so I'm going to play you a few of the tracks that were played there that weekend and this first one is won by Peter and Alison and they named the dance The Big Scoop and the track is a Mika track called Ice Cream.
choreographed by Alison Biggs and Peter Metelnik and it was taught at an event I was in in Portsmouth. It's where we're heading down at now. Some lovely gifs coming up in the chat room. Sarah shared a lovely little Winnie the Pooh and I, I believe that's in reference to all these Disney things I keep adding to. Uh, perfect. And Joan has a great little mover down there. We can see that little cowboy dancing. Perfect to all these great tracks I'm trying to pick. I hope you're liking the tracks today. I hope you like these songs guys and uh, as we check into Portsmouth has anybody been here does anybody live in that area Portsmouth Port I'll rewind that Portsmouth <laughs> is on the oldest surviving route map I have my tongue twisters the map of Britain is thought to date back to around 1360 and shows 600 towns and cities. Portsmouth is named as Portis Mouth on this map and has the image of a single red bricked roof building thought to be related to nearby Fareham. And uh, just these little Portsmouth facts here as well, if you have or haven't been. Another one, which isn't such a, a good one actually, is apparently that H.G. Wells hated Portsmouth. The author H.G. Wells worked in Portsmouth as an apprentice between 1881 and 1883 and admitted to despising the city. He is said to have described it as the most unhappy, hopeless period of his life. That is a shame, but it is funny. It's not always the place, is it? It's sometimes the things that are going on there. I mean, I think Portsmouth was a beautiful place, beautiful seaside town, those great tea rooms and lots of quaint hotels. I would have liked to have seen more of it. Of course, Ayers Rock was named after a Portsmouth man. Ayers Rock is... 9,366 miles from Portsmouth but the massive sandstone rock in central Australia is uh, used to be known as Ayers Rocks it was named after Sir Henry Ayers who was born in Portsea in 1821 he was the son of a dockyard worker and uh, he was the premier of South Australia five times 
We're heading down as I reminisce about my time in Portsmouth at an Alison and Peter event and one of the dances I brought back from that weekend was one that Kim Ray taught and it's a beautiful one that my classes loved and still asked for right up until when we went into lockdown and it was called Say Goodbye. <laughs>
And that dance was Say Goodbye, choreographed by Kim Ray. Beautiful, beautiful dance to the song Somebody's Always Saying Goodbye by Anne Murray. And of course, Carolyn Jurek is in the chat room saying Say Goodbye, sung by Anne Murray, a Canadian. See how it all fits in here this morning. Very, very good. And Carolyn is also saying she's been to Portsmouth for two dance events during a break. She walked to the historic dockyards to visit the old ship Mary Rose. Very interesting to see that. That sounds brilliant. I must put that on my list if I'm ever back down in that area. I love history. And of course, you may have heard of the very famous ship, the HMS Bounty. This actually sailed from Spithead uh, near Portsmouth in Portsmouth Bay. And of course, there's many books about the famous HMS Bounty. It was the ship of the Captain William Bly and it sailed to Tahiti, hoping to cargo some breadfruit to the West Indies. It stayed in Tahiti for five months but it was to be met with mutiny. It fell prey to three mutinies in its time, and one of the most famous that is written about was the one caused by Fletcher Christian, who he actually fell in love with a Tahitian woman, and uh, he caused a lot of ruckus. And um, the ship would, would burn and, and have lots of bad luck before it eventually returned to Portsmouth. And, uh, of course, that is a famous connection f uh, from that ship to Portsmouth. And uh, I am talking about my time. I was actually in South Sea, which is uh, down there by Portsmouth. It wasn't actually so much in the city itself. But if you are in Portsmouth, make sure you check out Spinnaker Tower. It is a wonderfully beautiful piece of architecture with its pointed top and tear-shaped middle. And it can actually flex in weather. It can flex up to six inches, depending on the weather conditions. And uh, when I was down there, I had a lovely weekend with Alison and Peter, I taught a couple of different dancers and uh, one of these was choreographed with a good friend of mine and it's so lovely to see David Thomas in the house actually because he's saying in the chat room, aside from the great tunes, I love all the facts that come with this show um, and it's always great to hear that. I always have to worry that I'm not boring you too much with all my facts. I hope I don't but I would love any feedback you have to offer me and David of course has had some really amazing pieces of choreography out on his own but also choreographed with a lady called Heather Barton. Yes, we all know Heather, I'm sure. Her show last night was brilliant. She played this one. She was talking about people she'd choreographed with and I, of course, am one of them. And Heather and I created this next dance uh, together because we just both love Kip Mua. We love the track. Uh, we've taught it, both of us, between us in many, many different countries. And it's now been nominated for another award. It was nominated for a Crystal Boot this year and has now been um, nominated for an Americana Hall of Fame award. And uh, I just, I'm so glad that people are still enjoying this dance. And one of the first places... Let me think. Actually, the first place I taught this was at Alison and Peter's event in South Sea in Portsmouth. This one is called The Bull. Wind up on the cover of a rolling stone With a pair of shades and a Grammy in my hand Just a blue jean boy and a great big world, yes I 
Got my speech already in my head Then I say, then I say, yeah I say Thank you Uncle D for teaching me to love my bone guitar Thank you girl for broken bow Who shot an arrow through my heart Thank you mama for the roll And thank you daddy for the rock Most of all, most of all Thanks to the bulls that bucked me off Up in my mind into a hit And it played a hundred times a day on the radio And it gave a little broken heart somewhere, some hope And I'd jump on stage and the chorus would go Thank you, Uncle D, for teaching me to love my bone guitar Thank you, girl from Broken Bow, who shot an arrow through my heart Thank you, Mama, for the roll And thank you, Daddy, for the rock Most of all choreographed by Heather Barton and myself we had so much fun putting that one together we love that everyone's enjoying it David Thomas is saying very worthy nominations what a cracker the bull is thank you sweetie and thank you to Joan Ord well deserved nomination love this dance she says thank you so much darling and uh, yep there's a great gif there of uh, Sarah Shedd of the bull dancing and it looks a bit like Scottish dancing I wonder if that's how bulls actually do dance when we're not looking um, Carolyn signed off she has a parent teacher assembly that she's skipping off to so thank you again just going back to our chat room Joe Kinzer is in the house and she says your show makes me want to go on holiday which is really cool because that's what I'm aiming for a little bit of travel but from our own homes and Joe you must find it as frustrating as me because uh, like me you were used to traveling all over the place teaching or just vacationing or just spending some time so uh, it must be frustrating for you as it is for me and uh, all of us I think we're all stuck up at home but at least on Friday mornings you can travel around with me and you do not need your passport and we've dipped into Portsmouth in Hampshire this morning as we've come back from Canada that was a pretty quick skip across the Atlantic Ocean guys well done and uh, of course Portsmouth do you know about the Helena Bonham Carter connection 
Helena Bonham Carter, the actress, is the great-great-granddaughter of John Bonham Carter, who was MP for Portsmouth, 1816 to 1838. So if you see that name in the history books and wonder if there is a connection, indeed there is. Many US cities have borrowed the name of Portsmouth, seven cities to be exact, in the USA. There's one in Portland, Ohio, New Hampshire, Iowa, Michigan, Virginia, Rhode Island, and even in an abandoned fishing village in North Carolina. And we will be dipping to Michigan next week, so stay tuned for that. And do we have any fans of musicals in the house? Because do you like Les Mis? It's one of my favorite musicals. Um, I do enjoy it live more than the movie, but what a great movie too with Hugh Jackman uh, that Les Miserables was. And that was filmed in Portsmouth Dockyard. So if you want to go to where that was filmed, head to Portsmouth. And uh, finally, a little bit of a football fact here. The first floodlit league game ever played was in Portsmouth and it was against Newcastle, my own team from up north. And uh, I have to say, Newcastle won 2-0. And what a brilliant time I had when I was down there. Um, as always, when I head to a place to teach, I never get to see the places as much as I would like to. That is one thing I always wish I had more time in a place, no matter what I do. Um, but when I headed down to South Sea, I got to see some of the lovely little seaside and places there and detour a little on my way back. And we had a great time. And it was an Alison and Peter event. And one of my favourite dances from the weekend is the song I'm going to play you next. This is an Alison and Peter dance it was choreographed i think allison said she heard it on an advert at first um and it was related to um dogs um if uh, if she listens to this on catch up she'll be able to tell me more but it was one of my favorite dances of the weekend i came home with the song in my head it's a lauren daigle song and it's called trust in you single dream I lay each one down at your feet every moment of my wandering never changes what you see I've tried to win this war
trust in you. It's the name of the dance and the song. And a beautiful one it is too. That one is choreographed by Alison and Peter. And I did it when I was down in Portsmouth with them, which is where you've been with me today. We went from Ontario in Canada to Portsmouth in Hampshire, UK. And hitch uh, up your seatbelt again because we're going to travel to a new destination now. We were just talking about the name Portsmouth and how many places there are in the USA with that name and Jim has said the New Hampshire one is less than an hour from me which means 19 minutes from the line dance showdown hotel I have yet to come to the showdown and acquaint myself with that area but how cool we were talking also about Portsmouth being where Les Mis was filmed down at Portsmouth docks and Anne Kristen is saying she loves musicals and Joan Ord is also having a little dance along to that too and uh, where will we go next? Well, I'm going to keep you in Europe. We're going to go down to Greece next. Now, Greece was the first place I ever holidayed with my partner who was to become my husband. Before we were married, we went over to Crete and it was always a place I always quite fancied visiting. That was my first time there and uh, it is the most beautiful place. It really is. I'm going to take you with there with me now. Has anyone been to Greece? Has anyone holidayed there? I tell you, one of the things that entices me to Greece is the food. I really love Greek food. I love it. I love a Greek salad. I love feta cheese and olives, so it's great for me. I love a moussaka. I can never make moussaka myself as well as they make it in Greece. Uh, Taramasalata is lovely. Baklava is one of my favourites. Halva. Santorini fritters, if you haven't tried those. Gyros, I attempt to make myself. But again, it's just not as good as you get in Greece. Uh, there are such amazing different types of food there. And it is a really kind of authentic places Greece 98% of the population that live there are ethnic Greek and I don't know if we have any choreographers out there I haven't seen any if you know of anyone do let me know um, I know one of the very very popular competition dancers over here from many years ago Karina Clark uh, when she married and had her son she moved out to Greece and she lives there permanently now unfortunately I don't think she dances um, but she had some great choreographies to her name in her time um, but there are a lot of little connections we have over there with the dance world and uh, the first dance I'm going to play you, the first song, is Ready, Set, Mumbo. And this one just popped into my head. Uh, it is a Simon and Maddie dance. And the reason it popped into my head is because the song Mumbo that they choreographed to is the Greek version. So have a listen to this one to start off our little vacation here in Greece. <laughs> Μήπως είναι η νύχτα, μήπως το φίλι Που κάναν το βλέμμα σου να είναι φυλακή Πες μου, πες μου, πες μου
Welcome to Greece everybody. That last one was to a track called Mambo and it was the Greek version. The dance was Ready Set Mambo choreographed by Simon Ward and Maddie Glover and uh, it brings us to Greece which did you know is one of the sunniest countries in the world. It has more than 250 days of sun on average. That's more than 3,000 sunny hours per year and some islands even see around 300 days of sun per year. So I'm feeding you with all my facts now and while we're talking about the islands of Greece, there's more than 2,000 islands but actually only 170 of those are populated and uh, it is one of the world's blue zones. Actually specifically Icaria in Greece is a blue zone which is basically means um, it's where people have the longest lifespans. So do you want to live a long and healthy life? Then you should head there to Icaria and learn from the best. Icaria is what scientists do call a blue zone where people have the longest lifespans in the whole world. And grandparents usually live with their children in Greece. Uh, they usually live with their children and their family until they die. Uh, they usually stay there until they marry and the grandparents will live with their children's family until they die. There are very few retirement homes in the country. Generally, you just keep your elderly family members close to you and living with you. Now, we did actually visit China a few weeks back and we found it's the same there. It's really nice sentiment, you know, if we can do that. Why, why, why isn't all the world like that, actually? It's really lovely. Um, although my parents, I'm sure, would drive me insane. And they both know it. They're both probably listening, but they know it's true. Uh, Greece has one of the richest varieties of wildlife in Europe. It's home to 116 species of mammals, 18 species of amphibians, 59 species of reptile, 240 species of birds, and 107 species of fish. Among these animals are the monk seal and the loggerhead sea turtle among many more and uh, this is a bit of a, a a naughty one they're the most sexually active nation in the world oh it's a bit risky me listing this one but it is a fact reports claim that greeks have sex on average 164 times a year which makes them the most sexually active nation in the world and uh, i'll 
move quickly away from that one now and just let you know I'm sure you know this one actually Greek is the oldest written language still in existence the Greek language is unique and has continually been used for more than 5,000 years this makes it the oldest written language still in existence um, so when you're looking at archaeological findings you will see that there is proof of this there how exciting um, a lot of wonderful things about Greece I would love to know in the chat room if you have visited there and uh, so many beautiful places I think people could go back to Greece again and again and not hit on all the beautiful things there in the chat room, David, Thomas is going mambo to that last little Greek mambo we were playing. And Sarah Jalkinen is saying, yes, feta, olives, moussaka, souvlaki, ouzo. Of course, I forgot ouzo. Let's not forget the drinks. She's been to Athens and Crete. And those visits to Greece will not be the last once they've opened the borders, she says. Certainly. Um, I just, I love Greek food. In fact, I'm trying to think... Was it a Greek restaurant we went to, Sarah, when I visited you in Finland? Um, I, I just, I eat anything. I just love food. I really do love food. I'm really easy to feed. If anyone is wanting to book me for an event, that's one of the things. You can just, you can feed me anything. I'll just be happy. I'll love it. Of course, one of the most famous things recently uh, relating to Greece is the fact that Mamma Mia, the movie, was set there. This is actually a fact my daughter reminded me of yesterday. Uh, she's a big Mamma Mia fan. Uh, Scopolis Island is a remote tourist hotspot and it was the setting for both of those wonderful Mamma Mia films. So of course it seems natural progression that we will play a Mamma Mia song next and I think one of the ones in the dance world that is well known, one of the ones we've been dancing to a lot is a dance called I've Been Waiting For You, choreographed by Alison Johnston. Here we go, let's have a listen to this one. I, I have known love before I thought it would no more take on a new direction. Still, strange as it seems to be, it's truly new to me.
we've been waiting for you that one was choreographed by Alison Johnston and not to forget Josh too Josh Talbot wrote that one with Alison beautiful beautiful nightclub love it and uh, Sarah's saying in the chat room we dance I've been waiting for you every dance night without exception and Sarah's also saying yes it was a Greek restaurant that we went to so when I I was out teaching in Finland with Sarah they took me for the most amazing meal it was great and yes it was a Greek restaurant and hello to Alexis Strong our own DJ is in the house she says me and Teresa are here hope you're well hello to you both Alexis and Teresa really good to see you in the chat room today and Alexis is also saying that they've been to Greece they went to Sidari in Corfu lovely to hear everybody checking in we are in Greece today as you hitch a ride with me and one of the things that is specifically linked to Greece of course is its rich history and of course we have the uh, gods and goddesses and the Greek myths that uh, so that are s such a big part of the history there. Uh, my daughter, actually, my eight-year-old, is learning about this at the moment, and we've been talking about Athena and how she was born, and uh, also uh, Arachne and Persephone. And uh, I'm just going to take a moment in this show to give you a little synopsis of some of the main points of the Greek myths. Um, and uh, the first one, of course, would be the birth of Athena. Zeus swallowed his consort, Metis, after he made her pregnant because he feared that she would bear a son to overthrow him. Zeus, of course, is king of the gods and his daughter Athena was born from his head. Uh, his servant came with an axe when he had a specifically bad headache, chopped it open and out popped his daughter Athena. She sprang forth fully grown and a beautiful young woman in full armour fiercely announcing her arrival with a thunderous war cry and of course Athena is who we named Athens after she was notoriously beautiful incredibly beautiful and uh, her temple is still sits in Athens today and um, one of the uh, most important uh, duels between Athena is that of her and Poseidon um, the Athena and Poseidon uh, contest took place on the Acropolis. Poseidon struck the rock with his trident and procured a salt spring and Athena brought forth an olive tree from the ground by the touch of her spear and she was proclaimed the victor. The olive was fundamental to Athenian economy and life and angry at losing Poseidon was appeased and continued to be worshipped in Athens and uh, also, if you go just across from the Parthenon, uh, you will see the marks of his trident. Uh, supposedly, they can still be seen. I'm not sure why. I've never been to that place. But uh, the olive tree that Athena had produced continued to grow and produce lots of beautiful olives. And another one that I've been doing with my daughter is the story of Athena and Arachne. Arachne was born in a lowly family but her skill in weaving was extraordinary. And when Athena learned about this, she was determined to destroy her. Arachne was not foolish enough to admit when Athena arrived on her doorstep dressed as a peasant woman that she was willing to outdo Athena. But when Athena revealed herself and challenged her to a contest, Arachne took up the challenge. They both set off weaving at the looms with their skills second to none. Uh, Arachne 
had her surpassing skill. She uh, she made a beautiful scene from mythology with her tapestry, and it, it clearly outdid Athena's. And Athena was furious. She was so mad with Arachne's excellent work that she tore up the embroidery piece by piece, and she turned the poor, beautiful, grief-stricken Arachne into a monster. She transformed her into a spider and said she would be left weaving forever. But unfortunately, webs, not tapestries. And do we know the story of Persephone? Stephanie, one of my favourite stories, I will go through it quickly, but she was the daughter of Demeter, the goddess of fertility and abundance. She was kidnapped by Hades, god of the underworld, and she was only allowed to leave if she could refuse to eat anything, but she didn't. She was so hungry, she ate four pomegranate seeds six pomegranate seeds she ate six of them and six being quite an important number actually because that is how the myth comes about of the seasons the seasons that we have now are said to be cold and dark in six seasons when uh, Persephone has to return to the underworld to live out her sentence for those six pomegranate seeds that she ate and in the six sunny seasons that is when we are delighted at the fact that Persephone is freed from the underworld for those six months and allowed to live her normal life. And of course, Medusa is one of the famous characters in Greek mythology. She was once a very beautiful female who was turned into a gorgon with live snakes living on her head and it was said that anybody she looked at or that would look into her eyes would turn to stone. Um, of course there is the story of Theseus and the Minotaur, this is the last one I will hit on of the famous Greek stories. In Crete, Minos's daughter Ariadne fell madly in love with Theseus and helped him navigate the labyrinth. She gave him a ball of thread to retrace his path. Therefore Theseus killed the Minotaur against all odds with the sword of Aegeus and he led the other Athenians back out of the labyrinth. That was a really uh, important story for me or one that I really enjoyed when I visited Greece. Uh, Greece. I went to Crete. Um, so I, I babbled my way through that because there was such a lot there to hit on. But I love the Greek myths. I learned about them in school. My daughter's learning about them now and it is such a rich history um, because a lot of modern day stories are based upon these. A lot of things you see in media and film the stories are based on these Greek myths. Okay, I'm going to hit on to our next song. This is one that I've chosen. It's a dance from 2014 choreographed by Dwight Meeson. And I've chose it, ch chosen it because it was the 2014 Eurovision entry from Greece. And Dwight named it From Greece With Love. <laughs>
There we are, we're in Greece, and that one was from Greece with Love, choreographed by Dwight Meeson back in 2014. And it was the Eurovision Song Contest entry that year for Greece. And as we are talking about Greece, I've just received an inbox just before that song. If you weren't listening in, I was chatting a little bit about the Greek myths and how I learned about them in school and how I'm doing them again with my daughter now. It's come a full loop. Has anybody else been learning about these? Did you learn about about them in school anybody well this inbox tells me I've rushed through them too fast <laughs> Haley you've rushed through those way too fast they were interesting you should have taken more time I am sorry I do have a habit of that I have all these facts and I throw them at you super super quickly so I am sorry I didn't go through those more slowly um, feel free to contact me after the show and let me know if there's anything else you want to know um, and I do I do I do babble a little bit like this like this when I when I am um, thinking of all these facts my brain works too fast for my mouth so I will try to slow down thank you for that feedback and I've been asking if any of you have been to Greece Joe Nord says she's been to Kos known for its abundant sandy beaches also rich with Greek and Roman landmarks that's what we like to hear all the history Leslie Sinclair has said love Greece went to Sidari and Corfu was so nice great show hails thank you very much babes thank you to those lovely girls for those comments and david thomas says tell us more so if you're planning a trip to greece i've been feeding you with some facts some myths and i have a few more for you yet so 40 percent of the population of greece the whole population of greece live in its capital athens wow that's a lot to live in the capital city and at weddings, has anyone seen the movie Big Fat Greek Wedding? You know that, that those scenes where they smash all the plates? Well, this actually does happen. It's not just in movies. They do throw plates. Although beware of which part of Greece you're in, because some places in Greece it is considered good luck and some places it's considered bad luck. In fact, in those areas where it's bad luck, they reserve this just for tourists that want to get married in Greece and have the need to feel authentic. So make sure you know which part of Greece you're getting married in if you're heading out there for a wedding. There are more tourists in Greece every summer than they are Greek people. So it's filled with tourists. And uh, when you look at the pictures, you can see why. Did you know Alexander the Great was from Greece? Yeah, he conquered land all the way from Greece to Asia. Yep, he was in fact a Greek. There are more than 4,000 traditional dancers in this country. Now here's one for the dancers. They must have line dancing out there, surely, with all those dancers going on. Or maybe they just have so many traditional dancers, they don't get time to squeeze line dancing in too. But yeah, 4,000, wow. And you know that saying, taking the bull by the horns? This comes from Greece. It comes from the Greek myth of Hercules saving Crete from a raging bull by seizing it by its horns. And that's where we take that saying from. And uh, if you find a coin in your slice of New Year cake in Greece, it is said to be very, very good luck 
for the rest of the year. Wow, I, I'm just looking at the time. I'm running away with myself here. We've been from Canada to Portsmouth to Greece today and we are heading down into our last song here in Greece. But thank you so much for being here with me. Now this next one, there are several, several dancers choreographed to it two by Australian choreographers Daniel Chen and Shanti Demel, uh, one by Fran Thomas, but I will suggest if you're at home and you're wanting to dance along to this one, might I suggest a little T-bone shuffle, which is what I've always done to it in class. It's great, these rhythm changes. It's typically Greece. It's Zorba's dance.
Zorba's dance. We'll be dancing at home to that one. There are dancers choreographed to it, but specifically I've always used it at socials to do the T-bone shuffle to, and it fits really, really well. Uh, we've been in Greece. I hope you've enjoyed being here with me in Greece. It's been so hot and sunny, which is not at all where I am, like where I am in reality, where it is cold and rainy. Um, so I'm going to take you off again now. We have been in Europe and on the American continent today, but we're going to go over to Asia to somewhere we haven't hitched a ride to yet. Now this place is Taiwan and uh, it's a really interesting place. I don't ever know think or think that I've researched a lot about this place it's never a pl it's it's not a place I've been to or uh, really thought about going to but just doing my research it looks like a really beautiful place very densely populated but still some brilliant things to see and of course the Taiwanese are known for their excellent English they have a reputation for being brilliant at that so you'll have no problem if you're traveling out there and don't speak any Mandarin or Asian languages and the choreographies that come from there are spectacular too. I'm going to start us off in Taiwan with a choreography from now, from June 2020. This one is choreographed by Nina Chen from Taiwan and it is called Cheek to Cheek. <laughs>
There we go, that's a lovely new one called Cheek to Cheek, a little bit different, nice little song there, choreographed by Taiwanese choreographer Nina Chen. Thank you, Nina, for that piece of choreography. Lovely. I'm asking, I'm laughing, I'm asking if you're dancing in the house and in the chat room, I can see Joan Ord and David Thomas going for it. Awesome. And uh, Joan's got a little bit of a beach zorba there in her gifs. Fantastic. And Anne Kristen Sandberg is saying, yay, tried zorba dancing. Uh, dancing Zorba at Krita many years ago at a restaurant. Really fun. Um, I, I've I've watched this and I've I've looked at it and it looks like it takes a real lot of energy um, to do a proper Zorba dance. It looks like uh, you really need to have uh, lots of strength in your arms and legs to go for that. I'm going to stick to my T-bone shuffle, I think. And. Uh, Oh, Jim, you're such a bad influence on me. I'm trying to steer, steer clear of the Disney facts today. And Jim is saying, Ross, how did she not mention Disney's Hercules in all that mythology talk? He went from zero to hero just like that. Well, I touched on, on Hercules briefly talking about the bull by the horns, but you're right. I stayed clear of the Disney subject. I'm trying to behave. I am. We are in Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan is known for some of the best food in the world. Uh, if you want to know things that specifically come from there, you can try beef noodle soup, oyster pancake, wontons and mango shaved ice. All of that sounds good to me. Only 2.3% of Taiwan is actually native Taiwanese. The other 97.7% are native Chinese. And Taiwan is the size of Belgium, but it has 23 million residents. Wow, very densely populated in relation. It is, or it was, the first Asian country to make same-sex marriage legal in 2019. So kudos to you, Taiwan, for being ahead of the game there. And uh, be prepared for earthquakes there. It is a seismic region with thousands and thousands of, of earthquakes happening there. But don't worry, they're usually harmless. But if you're planning on visiting Taiwan, just be prepared for these. Taiwan is also home of the bubble tea. If you've never heard of bubble tea, um, if you look on social media, you may see it somewhere. It's a very milky tea and inside of it, it has balls of tapioca pearls. And I hear that a lot of, um, a lot of youths over in Asia get quite addictive to this bubble tea at the moment. It sounds like my teenage daughter and iced coffee at the moment. And uh, if you're in Taiwan, always wear slippers or indoor shoes. Um, some hotels actually that you go to will provide these for you so you do not need to worry too much but specifically consider it if you're thinking of visiting any of the temples you must always take off your shoes there even if it means going barefoot it is the thing to do um, over there but uh, it's a very diverse and wonderful place is Taiwan and they have all these great night markets with exceptional food why do I always come back to food I'm always hungry <laughs> this is why I've put on all my lockdown weight um, but the food you can get there in the night markets would include Taiwanese Japanese Vietnamese and Korean food so check those out if you're heading over there but be prepared for rain 
We've come from sunny Greece today to Taiwan and uh, June is the worst month for rain in Taiwan. Uh, it rains constantly apparently and these are just the facts that I am finding. So if you are listening in on catch up or live from Taiwan, let me know if this is correct. But I have been told and read that in rainy season you can actually have floods because it rains so much in Taiwan. So uh, brilliant, brilliant place. Um, a lot of um, Portuguese travelers that found Taiwan named it the beautiful place because of how it looked. Now very, very densely populated, but still definitely worth a visit. Certainly for me, if not just to visit those, those food markets. And we have some wonderful choreographies popping up from Taiwan. The next one I am going to play you is one called You Never Understand Me. This one was choreographed in March 2020 by Sally Hung from Taiwan.
Fridays, 5 to 7 p.m. Dim the lights, pour the wine, and relax with Michael. The Sunday Chill. Sunday Chill. And we are in Taiwan. And that last track I just played for you was a dance called You Never Understand Me. It was choreographed by Sally Hung in Taiwan. I'm going to play you another one quickly. Just checking into the chat room is our own DJ Michael Lin. He says, hello, Haley and listeners. Sorry, I'm late. Better late than never. Michael and Glenn Kennedy is saying, if you wear shoes with laces, don't just tie one, tie two. Brilliant. Thank you, Glenn. <laughs> That's my big brother. And um, also, uh, we were talking about shoes in Taiwan and how polite it is to take them off. So there's a tip if you're uh, wearing your shoes. Thank you. Joan is saying, I've added Taiwan to my holiday list. Sounds a beautiful place. And uh, and Kristen is saying, lovely show again. I'm going to squeeze another one in just before I hopefully can squeeze in a few more Taiwan facts before we go. But this one is choreographed by Amy Yang in Taiwan. Uh, Amy's and a few videos of my dancers too. This is one of our own. It's called A New Year with Love. Just 
Thank you for hitching a ride with me today. We are finishing off in Taiwan on our journey as we have been from Canada to Greece to the UK in between. And now we are finishing in Taiwan. I have so many Taiwanese facts, I won't get through them all. Uh, but I have a couple of minutes just to squeeze in what I can. I have one minute because one of my most interesting ones that I found in Taiwan, people carry their own garbage out to the curb and throw it into the truck. The garbage trucks play Beethoven's for release to announce their arrival. I enjoyed reading that one because it reminded me of our ice cream trucks in the UK. I thought it was very similar, except it was garbage trucks. Um, more about Taiwan. The number four is unlucky, like it is 13 here. We, we learned that about Korea the other week too. Um, not only does Taiwan have more 7-Eleven stores per person than any other country in the world, but 7-Elevens also offer more than junk food, including dry cleaning, a place to pay college tuition, and a place to print documents. Uh, the population of Taiwan, or if the population of Taiwan was just 100 people, 84 would be Taiwanese, 14 would be mainland Chinese, and 2 would be indigenous. Uh, Taiwan boasts the largest collection of Chinese art in the world, and the name Taiwan is thought to mean terraced bay for the active terrace building that has taken place on the island. Uh, Snake Alley is a market in Taipei, Taiwan, that serves unique delicacies, uh, food such as snake blood, deer, penis wine, and turtle blood and meat. I always talk about food, but that could be one I'm avoiding. <laughs> but I would love to go to Taiwan, and certainly, I certainly love dancing the dancers that come from Taiwan. Our last one was called A New Year with Love, that was choreographed by Amy Yang. And to finish off the show today, I have a Taiwanese collaboration. I'm going to play one called Thank You World. This is to a Starla Brothers track and it's choreographed by Nina Chen, Tina Chen, Suhei and Yulin Chen. So we have another one by Nina but with two wonderful co-choreographers. I want to thank you so much for tuning in with me today. We'll be back next week for more exciting and new places. If you want to once again hitch a ride with me. Until then have a fantastic weekend everybody. Thank you guys and here it is again. Thank you world. Oh.
Seven. You're listening to the hottest internet station.